Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll still us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, Ashley Pickle. Howdy, folks. Today is Tuesday. I should write that down. Tuesday, <laughs> September 27th. See, I told you I'm not the only one thrown off here. 2022, 58 days to Thanksgiving. Happy 40th birthday. Ooh. To Wheezy. Lil Wayne Whoa, is 40. Wheezy's over the hill now? Wow. Happy 40th birthday to Lil Wayne. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I've said 1,465. That's really wild. I know. I read that today and I was like, hmm. Time waits for no man. Episode 1465 on today's show, folks. We're going to talk some college football, recap the five biggest moments of the college football weekend uh, in Texas. Then we're going to be joined by the Hall of Famer Craig Way, as we are every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Then back out the show, we're going to roll up the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week presented by our friends at Body Armor. So a lot to do here on this here program. Do we have first floor through the door? Uh, we sure oh, do. Okay, you said that in a way that told me, made me think you were going to say something else. We we sure do. Is that is that what you were looking for? I have a birthday uh, Trick Daddy, too. Trick Daddy's 49. Big day today. Uh, just chat. Ed McElroy, Tony Blaylock, and Nick Morton. Welcome in, fellas. No, you just said it looked like you were going to carry into like a conversation. You'd be like, yes, but first. It sounded like you were. Uh, you were no, I was on the wrong tab. So I had, to, uh, I had to buy myself a little bit of like head spinning time. Thanks also, for pointing it out. Also, happy. <gasps> Whoa. Happy 300th birthday uh-huh. to Sam Adams. Oh, wow. Signed the Constitution. How right? cool is that? No, he organized a Boston Tea Party. I thought John Adams signed it. He's helped draft the Massachusetts Constitution. Anyway, second cousin to John Adams. Didn't John Adams sign it? The second cousin. John Adams was a president. I don't know if he signed it. Anyway, Pickle, let's talk some college football. 
the college football weekend has come and gone across the Lone Star State. And as is tradition here on this here program, we are going to relive the biggest moments, the five biggest moments. And it was a hard, it was hard to, to there narrow these moments. down. Like there are some games that are not going to make the list, mm-hmm. right? Especially because there was a lot of um, interstate mm-hmm. play this yes, week. there was. And so... Uh, we went through and we combed through every one of the games and figured out what the five biggest plays, five biggest moments, I should say, of the college football weekend were for your amusement. Starting with number five. Just a three-man rush. McMahon is hit. Ball is picked up. Nelson Caesar scoop and score. Touchdown, Houston. Teddy. I was going to say. I was cutting that last down. I was like, oh, Ted. Yeah. It's our friend Ted Emmerich on the call. As Houston's defense, Nelson Caesar scoops and scores on a fumble to give Houston the lead that they would then not relinquish in the battle of the Bayou Bucket. They beat Rice uh, by the score of 31-24, I would believe was the final. That is 34-27, I should say. That was the big play there. Now, I should say that Rice dominated a long stretch of this game. And I thought Rice was the better team for long stretches of this game. Mm-hmm. I thought Houston looked pretty sloppy. I thought that this was, uh, and I think that in the end, I think they got bailed out by their defense. They made two basically big plays. There's that, the Nelson fumble, a Nelson Caesar fumble return for touchdown, and then Tabo Mwaniki had a pick, had an interception on the next. At that point, they were able to to hold on and win. Yeah, I think that the defense bowed up and, and ended up pulling away for the win. I think we're seeing the effects of Ultimate Caskill being out way more than we mm-hmm. thought we were going to. Like, mm-hmm. I think that we had a lot more faith that Tank Dell could kind of really carry this offense, and he has carried the offense, but that's literally been it. There has not been a secondary yeah. person. No, they got to Taz, help. They got Tazon Henry uh, playing in, in 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 this game, and he was he was okay. I want to say he ran for 100 yards, yeah, 112 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but I think that you're right when you take a look at like uh, like rushing offense. Mm-hmm. Um, like we Houston's thought- like 84. Houston Houston uh, is worse running the ball than Rice is. They're really bad at shooting themselves in the foot, too. You really saw that in the Tech game, and then you saw that a little bit against Rice, too. It's They just keep getting in their own way. They are. and and But it was this is an important win. And the defense, I think, is going to have to do this. I think mm-hmm. the defense is going to have to ultimately take Houston where they thought they would be to start the year. So it's an important win. You can't lose this game. I do think Rice is clearly better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clearly. And, like, the, the, the proof is there now through four weeks that they are better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's there's reason to be excited for, for Rice. But for Houston, it's going to have to start with the defense. I think the defense is going to have to make big splash plays that they're going to get to where they want to now that they're getting the conference play. That's number five. Number four. He gets the touch. Up oh, the middle. Look at that huge hole open up. And he's gone. Amari DiMarcato. 63-yard touchdown run for TCU. Amari DiMarcato puts a finishing touch on TCU's win in the Battle of the Iron Skillet or SMU. I think that... So we, we, we wanted to know, like, obviously, when you're installing an entire new, uh, an entire new scheme, entire new offense, uh, you don't really know exactly what this team is going to look like. I have been very pleasantly surprised by how well... 
TCU has run the ball with Kendra Miller and Amara DiMarcado. They have run the ball really well because you remember in past years, in past years, and that, that was a hallmark of Sonny Dykes and his offense, but in past years at TCU, the real frustration for us sitting here has been, oh my gosh, they're asking Max Duggan to do everything. Like how nice must it be to be Max Duggan? Yeah. To be there and be like, oh, so I can just throw the ball 29 times a game and, you know, not have to go out there and, and, and kill myself over, over every play. Yeah, because he's, he's really good at doing that. Yes, <laughs> he is. He's good when he can be a, an important part of the offense, but not the entire offense. He can be the supporting cast. He right. can't be the main star. Right. And the running game, I think, for TCU has been really exceptional to start the year. In fact, believe it or not, they are fourth in the nation in yards per attempt running the ball. They've been exceptional running the ball. And as long as they do that, they're going to be the mix. Huge test this week when they go to, when they take on Oklahoma. But this is a reeling Oklahoma team. Mm-hmm. And if they run the ball like that, and especially you take a look at what Kansas State was able to do, maybe. I was really maybe? impressed to see. I feel like we haven't seen a TCU team be that dominant for basically an entire game in a really long time. Yeah, that That's was, what was crazy is they never really – SMU did a good job of kind of making it a game in the third quarter, but, I mean, there was really never a doubt no. that they were the better team on the field. And coming out of the gates, we haven't seen that from a yeah, Horned Frog squad a, in a long time. That was a complete performance from TCU. You're right. Number three. Moving sideways, and then they're pushing on you. It makes it tough. It is. A little trickeration back to the quarterback. Wide open is Gavin Holmes. Touchdown, Baylor. 38 yards. Nobody was in striking distance of Gavin Holmes. Misdirection, right? We're going this way. We get you going that way. And you'll see it just kind of starts off a little zone run to the right and come back, flip it to the quarterback. And there was only a question of is he going to catch it, right? Because he was... Blake Shapin hits Gavin Holmes for what really seals the win. It ended up being 31-24 in uh, Iowa State. had a chance late, but but that was really the big play there. That was and textbook. That was perfect play. Now, 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 we can have a talk about why it's necessary to run those types of plays to hit big <laughs> <Yes>. off passing plays. <laughs> but if but you if just it works, take it that works. play, that's what you show people on how to run that play. I thought this was Blake Shapin's best game as a, as a Baylor Bear. I thought he was really sharp in this game, and that's what they need from him. They need they don't need him to go out there and throw for 400 yards, and frankly, the receivers are not good enough, and, 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 and the all passing offense is not good enough to do that. So I look at this, and, and I think that that's exactly what you need from that, – that, that is how Baylor's going to win this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to run the ball okay. They didn't particularly run great against Iowa State, but they're going to run the ball okay. They're going to get what they need from Blake Shapin, and the defense is going to do the rest. They ended up, uh, I believe, getting a grand total of, uh, of, of two pick. They picked off uh, the, the quarterback Deckers twice, Hunter Deckers twice in this game. But in the end, they're going to need enough from Blake Shapin. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be, I'm here to tell you, this is not going to be a Baylor offense that leads the nation in scoring. No. It's not going to be a Baylor offense that leads the nation in passing. They're going to be okay at passing. That's all they need to be, though, because the defense and the and the pass and, and the running game should do the rest. Uh, but that was a huge play, and it really kind of ended up being, I thought, the real dagger uh, for Baylor in their win over Iowa State. Number two, eighth time they've gone for it on fourth down in the game. Smith takes a snap. Smith pressured, backpedaling, throws, and it is caught. Miles Price. 
Rice with the catch. The improv from Donovan Smith. Texas Tech rolls the dice against. Oh, that's the wrong. Yeah, I know. Texas Tech uh, uh, rolls the dice against Texas to come away with a win. Mm-hmm. So you saw the you saw the, the 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 stat there that they've now converted six fourth downs in that game. They went six for eight on fourth down. And I just really appreciate Joey McGuire knowing the score and understanding. Look, we're gonna have to. This is that that team on the other side probably has more talent. They certainly have more like star power than than us. So we're gonna have to steal some possessions. And so they go six for eight on fourth down. They have run the third most, I believe it's the second or third most fourth down plays this year. Mm-hmm. They've gone for the like third or fourth. Because you remember they went for it a, a fair number of times against Houston. Mm-hmm. They uh, they went for it a couple times. He's basically NC abolished State. kicking. He wants he wants to go for it. <laughs> he wants to he wants to believe in his guys. And that play right there, that play right there. Uh, was huge as uh, he, he you know and by the way they you know, he finds Miles Price because that play is happening at midfield mm-hmm. with a minute 40 left okay or it was like two yeah that was putting like, all your like, chips in two minutes left in that game if Miles Price drops it mm-hmm. everything else works great Miles Price drops it Texas gets the ball at midfield needing a field goal to win with two minutes left that game is over mm-hmm. that game is over they walked a fine line but they did it, and they came away with a real signature. Well, and I don't think necessarily that play call. Going for it on fourth down is not the play call that I'm talking about. It That's that's one thing. But the play call itself, I don't think, was any sort of a spectacular what play special, call. No. That all goes to Donovan Smith and what he mm-hmm. was able to do to get that yep. ball off. Because he almost got sacked yep. right there at the very beginning. And for Donovan Smith was the game changer of that. The play call was just, just try it. Just yep. go for whatever go for you it. can get open. So go Donovan Smith play. was, yeah. You was need three huge. yards. What's your best play? Yeah, three yards. And it's hitting Miles Price on that out. That was uh, one of the biggest games, one of the biggest moments of the week. But it was not the biggest moment of the week. Number one. First and goal. KJ's going to run it again. Diving. Fumbles the ball. Fumbles the ball. And Chappelle's got it. Tyreek Chappelle in the right spot as he hands it off to Richardson. Here he goes. Wow. Can you believe this? What a turn. Touchdown in the most unexpected way possible. And a massive mistake here as you see him extend. Doesn't have the ball in tight to his body. Ball gets jarred around, and Chappelle does an amazing job of finding it. As you can see him starting to extend there. It looks like Russell, number 24, is the first one to get a hand on it. But this is such a heads-up play. I mean, right here, he's totally bottled up. But Richardson said, give it to me. And he does. They hand it off quickly. It's obviously backwards. It's a thing of beauty. Just an unbelievable turn of events and a great play by the Aggie defense. That is just heads up football. AM's defense comes up with the game changing play against Arkansas to get the win. That looked like Doug Brooks back <laughs> handing it off, handing the ball off. Now that only brought them within one. That's mm-hmm. not the game winning play, that's no. in the second quarter. But the way that game was going, the way that game was going, a momentum As Houston, shift, you Houston might say. is a, or rather Arkansas is about to punch it in mm-hmm. to go up twenty-one-seven, and I gotta be honest, 
I'm not sure A&M is going to score 21 offensive points. They only scored 16 in this one. They only scored 16 offensive points. 17. 17 offensive points because they missed the extra point. That not only, like, it's a huge mistake from Arkansas. What are you doing trying to jump from the four-yard line and extend the ball? Like, you're not going to get there, dude. Um, There's that. But then they punch it out. And then to go and to have the wherewithal, I'm sure he's not thinking this, but it has to be in the back of his mind. He's like, if I give him the ball at the 20, they're just going to go three and out. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing about A&M's offense. A&M's offense, like the offense problems are not fixed. No. And, and I got to be honest, now that Anaya Smith is out for the year, I'm not sure they're going to get fixed. No. This is just what this team is going to be. They're going to have to win with defense and big defensive splash plays. And they came up with them in this game. Uh, a, a, a tremendous, a tremendous play, the game-changing play of the week. I would say maybe in college football, mm-hmm. because if let's just say that again, let's just say that 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 he gets tackled right there. He doesn't like uh, Tyreek Chappelle d- just gets tackled right there at the mm-hmm. twenty-five, whatever he was, right? Twenty-five. It's like, oh, good job, defense, but that's not gonna. There's a fair chance anything. that you go into half and it's fourteen to six, fourteen mm-hmm. seven, fourteen seven. It's a whole different ball game at fourteen thirteen. It's a whole different ballgame. It was the biggest play of the weekend, A&M's defense, with their fumble return for a touchdown. Those are the top five biggest moments of the college football weekend. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle. First National Bank of Omaha is proud to support the communities they serve every day by spotlighting impressive young people and their schools through the Impactful Leader Program. This week, we are proud to recognize uh, Seth Bassoon at uh, at Frisco Panther Creek High School. You can read more about what makes Seth a great leader at TexasFootball.com. First National Bank of Omaha, the great big small bank. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage and every parent wants their child to be the best, but is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics? 
location, coaching style, financial aid. There's so many factors that should be considered when selecting a college program outside of on-field performance. Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. It's got checklists, do's and don'ts, key strategies, much more. It's a 22-page guide that covers everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting journey. And now, for a limited time only, Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide for free to our audience. Go to athletestoathletes.com slash Campbell today. Download the free college recruiting guide. That's athletestoathletes.com, athletestoathletes.com slash Campbell or scan that QR. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's welcome in, as we do every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. You can hear him on the horn in Austin every weekday, and you can see him on High School Scoreboard Live alongside Aaron Hardigan and myself on Valley Sports Southwest at 11 p.m. Central Time. That's God's Time Zone. We're joined by the great Craig White. Craig, how does today find you? Uh, rosy, you know. Uh, no, I'm I'm in a sunny disposition. Okay, I'd say so. It's 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 good. I'm doing all right. You guys okay? We're doing great. Well, I, I won't speak for pickle. I'm doing good. Okay. Well, we, we are doing well, great. Then good. is the correct we, answer. Uh-huh. We we know she's doing well. Lano is doing well. Let's go. They're in the rankings, uh, yes. baby. Here we go. Uh, all right. So so I, I I talked with you on the horn in Austin there a little bit uh, uh, earlier, and and I want to ask you a, a couple of, of similar questions. One of them is, you know, we, we talked about our rankings, and we have a new number one in Class Six A as Galena Park North Shore leapfrogs uh, Austin Westlake. Uh, there i'm interested in your reaction to that and and furthermore uh you don't have to tell me that you just you don't have to tell tell me oh i agree with you tepper or oh you're a big idiot but like your overall takeaway on on where we stand at the very tippy top of 6a right now oh i agree with you tepper oh tepper you're a big idiot no uh (laughs) you know uh i i think it makes sense and uh i think what's what's our favorite ncaa basketball tournament uh phrase body of work Mm. uh with with what north shore has shown so far westlake's most impressive win i think was the one they just garnered but it was the one they had to work the hardest for against lake travis it's a one-point game in the fourth quarter before they pull away jack kaiser take it over the football game uh late and uh and and north shore has been the machine that quite frankly we thought they would be the beauty of this deal and you and i got into some uh, into some depth about this is i don't think there's any doubt that this year those two could be on a collision course to meet in the final four. Now there's a lot of really good teams. And that was the other thing, what we're talking about out of your top 10, eight of the six, a top 10 would be projected at this point to go division one with uh, only Denton Geyer and Highland park, I think going the D two route and then some other things could happen, but, but by and large, it would be reasonable to predict that eight of those 10 in your top, 10 out of your top 25 6a poll would go the division one route that means a tougher route for everybody westlake and north shore included but those two certainly would be favorites to be on a collision course to meet up in the state semifinals as they did a couple of years ago there's another thing in the rankings that i want to get your your take on because we kicked it around and ended up pulling the trigger on 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 sunday and it's at the very bottom of 5a division one um, where uh, Frisco Nor- Frisco Lone Star crashes out after after their loss to Frisco Wakeland, first ever uh, you know win for Wakeland over Lone Star, they crash out of the rankings and opens up a spot, and we put at number ten the Lancaster Tigers, who move up into the rankings at number ten 
despite a loss to Longview. Now, we've seen this before, and we've seen this, uh, we saw it in, in college football. We saw it with uh, the team that you are the play-by-play voice of, the Texas Longhorns, who moved into the top 25 after a narrow loss to Alabama. Uh, do you have a categorical allergy to moving teams up if they play well but lose I'm, it's 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 always a it's always a, a sticky wicket and, and a bit of a, a strange thing to, to identify but where do you stand on the idea of moving up in the rankings despite a loss well I have no specific allergy to that now I will tell you if a team has a loss going into it it might force me to take an antihistamine that said <laughs> I, uh, I can see the reasoning behind Lancaster moving in back into the poll, uh, albeit with uh, having had prior defeats. And given the fact that they played the unquestioned, unchallenged number one in 5A Division One, as tough as they played them on Longview's home field, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, can, I can see why you would have Lancaster in the poll. I certainly would have no argument with it. Yeah, it was something that we really kicked around here. You know, we, we debated it. You know, we said, you know, there's a spot open in, in 5A Division One. you know. Uh, who, who do we like? We kicked around PSJ North, which got a great win over over Edinburgh Vela, uh, a few others. But in the end, I think we, we came to the conclusion that we liked uh, what Lancaster did. And they were, you know, more or less on deck. Teams lost in front of them, and then, and then you know, they, they got to step up. Uh, we're talking to Craig Way, the Texas High Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. All right, Craig, it is um, it, it is an uncomfortable conversation to have, though, because this week in Texas high school football is the big bye week. It's the big open date. Uh, as we have a number of, uh, as I believe it's m- more than a third of the state is off this week. Uh, it's, it's, it's the largest uh, open date of the, of the week. Uh, but my question for you is not to not to talk about let's let's languish in the fact that there's only 500 or so Texas high school football games this week. Let's spin it positive. Is there one game before I get to my very mean game uh, that I play with you? Is there one game that you think that if you just if you were to, to hit snooze on this week you would be you would be missing? Is there one game that has you really juiced up this week? Well, I, I will keep it local this particular week, if only because I have a great curiosity to see how Maynard is surviving and thriving as a 6A school. So we're going to find out a lot about them, not only this week when they host Vandegrift, but the following week when they go to Dragon Stadium and play Round Rock. So those are two impactful games in 25-6A. And let me also say, I'm curious to see how Vandegrift handles Maynard. Mm-hmm. I've seen them both this year, and uh, I know about the uh, this unbelievable eye-popping Division One talent that's there on that Maynard squad. I also know uh, that some of the other teams, Vandegrift included, are probably a little deeper than them. After all, they just are moving into 6A. So I'm really curious about that matchup. That that one uh, may have something to do with and and there's a couple other games out of that district, but we're going to be having this conversation in ensuing weeks mm-hmm. about both 25-6A and 26-6A, especially 25-6A, about teams that might push Vandegrift also into Division One bracket, and that Vista Ridge-McNeil uh, game could have something to do with that as well, based on how those schools do going forward. But really, the Vandegrift-Mainer game is the one that's, that's kind of drawing a lot of attention in these parts, if for no other reason, because of what you said, 
that, uh, you know, there are other schools taking a week off that won't be playing this week. And so that one's kind of capturing some headlines. All right. And, and then I, I do want to ask you about one specific team because I am I'm fascinated by this team. And I think that there's a lot of different opinions out there. And it's the number one team in 4A Division One. It's Stephenville. Because Stephenville's got this weird thing going where they've kind of just they've kind of decided that defense is a little optional. And so they're just like, what if we just go and, and outscore everybody? They're five and zero, despite the fact that they're giving up something like forty four points per game. Um, I'm interested in where you're at on Stephenville because, on one hand, the name of the game is winning, and they're doing that. But on the other hand, their defense gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, uh, and and it's understandable. And and I will tell you this. I mean, OGs like me and some other old timers will remember that when uh, back in uh, the early '90s, Art Bryles had a couple of teams at Stephenville that were like that. That were far more offense than they were defense, and they just outslugged you. Uh, that this may be even beyond that a little bit in the way that they go about it. So. Uh, that they exude a great deal of offensive confidence, that so they can score whatever necessary amount of points it takes to get the win. So in that respect, uh, you know, like I said, they have a great amount of confidence, and and uh, and and I see it. I could I'd see what they had. Maybe down the line, maybe that might catch up to them. I don't think it catches up to him any time soon, including this week against Brownwood. Well, that's that's where I'm going with this because now we're going to play the game where I'll give you three games, and you got to pick one to teleport to. Now it is a thinner week, and so it, these these games may be a little bit more off the board. But I give you a state ranked matchup in 5A and the battle in the Battle of the Red Rail, Grapevine versus Colleyville Heritage. You can go there. You can go to Houston to see Richmond Foster play. Uh, Magnolia West in a really interesting uh, district of uh, 10-5A Division One showdown. Or you can go out to Stephenville and watch a state-ranked 4A matchup between Brownwood and Stephenville in the Battle of 377. Which of those are you teleporting to? Uh, it would probably be that Brownwood-Stephenville game. I, j- I just said that I think that Stephenville can probably outslug Brownwood and post enough points, but that game also carries enough emotional uh, you know, pathos with it. There's enough there's there's enough rivalry and old historical stuff that's associated with that game to add a bit more to it. And toward that end, I am toward that end, I am intrigued by that game. I think it could be a very all three of those are really good matchups, but I would probably lean towards Stephenville Brownwood. Uh, for the historical and entertainment value as well as what we might see on the field. He's Craig Way. He's the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Hear him every weekday on The Horn in Austin and then see him on Valley Sports Southwest on Friday night at 11 p.m. on High School Scoreboard Live alongside Aaron Hardigan and some other guy. Craig, appreciate your time, and uh, I will see you on Friday, my friend. See you later, some other guy. Uh, Pickle, enjoy that uh, start for those yellow jackets. Thank you, Craig. Sting them. I don't like that. It's Craig Way, Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Appreciate his time, as always. Yeah, he asked me about Lano on the uh, on his radio show. He was like, I know yeah. it I know it drives you nuts. And I'm like, and I had but to make, good. I had to make sure you weren't listening as I said <laughs> nice things about Lano. Uh, yeah, but, you know, hey, look. Our alma maters are combined 9-0. and Sting them. We're, the DCTF alma maters are doing very, doing well, very well this year. Maynard? Maynard's undefeated? Yep. 
Uh, how's Pleasanton doing? I think that they they f- they finally got a win. I think that's our one. Pleasanton's two and three. Okay, Not okay, bad. they're coming back. They started off zero and three. I'm fairly uh, sure. Cedar Cedar Park's on on the come up. Uh, that's where they're craving win. Uh, the Kickums have been doing pretty uh, well. Arlington's doing okay. Yeah, exactly. So nice. Not bad. Not bad. Me, you, and Ish take the cake though here. Yeah, that's right. Cowboy fight never dies. <laughs> Gonna, uh, that's not gonna do it. We got more to do. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> all right. I'm used. To, I'm used to. <laughs> he said. Being he said. Capel, adios. <laughs> We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DTTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle. Dairy Max, Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up again this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches across the state for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Uh, fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your week five. Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Converse Judson Offensive Coordinator Victor Sierra. The Rockets exploded for a staggering 41 first quarter points and rang up 677 yards of total offense in a wild 60-50 win over Midland Legacy. Harlingen South Defense Coordinator Jaime Guerra in a nip-and-tuck defensive affair that the Hawks' defense held their own, holding down Westlaco East en route to a 7-3 victory. Speaking of low scoring... Bay City Defense Coordinator Nathan Potts, the Black Cats, suffocated Brazosport, earning a hard-fought 7-0 victory for their second shutout of the season. And finally, White Oak Offense Coordinator Skylar Stagner, the ref next offense, put on a show on Friday night, running for a staggering 441 yards and 8.8 yards per carry and seven touchdowns in a 55-52 win over Elkhart. So those are your Week 5 Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Vote now on Twitter at DCTF. Pickle, back to the lab again. Whoa. Sorry. No. I always forget about this. Not that. And boom. Pickle back to the lab again. It's time to roll out the week five Dave Campbell's Texan Live top 10 plays of the week presented by our friends at Body Armor. Um, this was, of course, very difficult to narrow these down because there are big plays everywhere. If you've got a, if you've got a play you want us to see and put into consideration for our top 10 plays of the week, hashtag DCTF top 10. Without further ado... The Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Texas High School Football Plays of the Week in Week 5. Hand off speed, outside right, a little bit of pushing. He's got a lane, his judge gets loose. He crosses 30, great speed, cuts back inside, and that's going to be a touchdown. Yeah, that's a great route and a great As we get the kickoff here, now trying to reverse field. Has a lane! Headed down the sideline, and he just might outrun everyone. 10-5, touchdown, Barbers Hill, as Trip Davis takes the opening kickoff back to the house. Now they turn take the snap, fire to the outside. That is Stample with the ball. Escapes one man, now it's down the sideline. It's a foot race at the 30. 25, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Warriors. Zachariah Sample takes it to the house from Biden taking the play in the first. McNeil looking to throw, fires, pass again. The intercepted by Katie. And they will take it to the house courtesy of Gavin Johnson, a pick six for the Tigers. 
for a touchdown. Davis rolling here to the near side. Davis has to take off. Davis up the middle. Jordan Davis barrels his way into the end zone, lowering the shoulder, and it's a touchdown for Fort Ben Marshall. Fakes the handoff straight back in the pocket. He's going to go deep. He's got a man there, and the catch is made for the touchdown. A bull. Tigers got Miller out here by himself. Fakes hand. They go deep. He's got double coverage, but Miller still goes up. He makes a catch at the 35 in double coverage, and he crosses the five. Touchdown. Holy cow. Behind Leone, who's in the shotgun. Now Bender comes in motion. Tight set. And here's a pass to the end zone. It is caught back in the end zone. Touchdown, Samself. A leaping crab. To get the snap. He'll get it. Bobble the snap. Gets it back in trouble. And trying to break loose. He does. And Scott will score. How did he do that? Came into San Angelo Stadium ready for a fight. Hill with two seconds. One second. Hill's in trouble. He, oh, he breaks, he breaks away. Hill running for his life, gets a block. He's going to chunk it up. Go into the end zone. Power Hill's got a man inside the 10. Oh, my it's God. Imler. Imler. Imler's going to score. Imler's going to score. Are you kidding me? Touchdown, Cats. No time left. It's all over. Central wins. You Central wins. Central wins. Man, Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week presented by Body Armor. Number one going to that Hail Mary victory for San Angelo Central. Their victory uh, last week. Uh, impressive. We appreciate uh, the uh, Concho Sports Network on the call there uh, bringing us that from there in the Concho Valley. So, that was good stuff. I believe that was homecoming too. Ooh, even better. Big win. Big win for homecoming. Anyway, Pickle, one last thing to do today. That is to roll out the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification with the Coach of the Week Award. Each coach recognized with a special honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 5. Yes. (laughs) Week 5. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. And 6A, TJ Dibble from Hearst L.D. Bell. L.D. Bell alum TJ Dibble has the Blue Raiders playing tremendous football as Bell improved to 5-0 for the first time since 2012 with a 21-17 win over Crowley. In 5A, Kevin Bernithi from Laporte. Bernithi, in his first season at Laporte, has the, has the Bulldogs off to a 4-1 start, and more importantly, 2-0 in eight District 8 5A Division One play after a 34-27 upset win over District frontrunner Barbers Hill. In 4A, Brandon Faircloth from Sulphur Springs. First-year head coach Brandon Faircloth is quietly performing one of the great turnaround jobs in Texas as Sulphur Springs, at Sulphur Springs as the Wildcats improved to 4-1 on the season with a 24-6 win over Texarkana Liberty Ilo. They won just four games total the last three seasons combined. In 3A, Aaron Flores from Brownfield. In a battle of surprise unbeatens on the South Plains, Coach Flores' Cubs came out on top with a 28-14 win over Littlefield to move to 5-0 on the season. In 2A, Britt Hart from Stamford. Coach Hart has his young Bulldogs ahead of schedule in 2022 as Stamford improved to 5-0 on the season with a convincing 48-12 win over Winters to close out non-district play. In 1A, Mark Weaver from Aspermont. Coming off a 2-8 and eight season in 2021, Weaver's Hornets are flying high at 5-0 after romping past Rule 84-57. 
And in the private school ranks, Jeremy Bailey from Fort Worth Temple Christian. Bailey's Eagles are off to a 4-0 start for the first time since 2016. Remarkable, considering they'd won just seven combined games in the previous four seasons after a 31-14 win over Tyler Gorman. So those are your Week 5 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. Congratulations to all the school coaches, and thank you for what you do for your players, schools, and communities. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts, Ashley? You, that's weird. Did you hear about this, Kev? Uh, Thursday night, Abbott versus Borden County in Strawn. That's straight from... Uh, There's no way that's true. It's straight from uh, Coach I Crawford S. himself. Ah, yes. It is. Abbott he Borden said, County. if you need an excuse to eat chicken fried at Mary's. So it's Thursday? Thursday night. Can't do it. I know. I wish I could. Me too. And now I want to. No, no. Shook my six minute powder dry. <laughs> <laughs> we saw a great game. I know. This would have been as good. Mm-hmm. Anybody in the Mary's. I'll say this about Bluffdale. Bluffdale is beautiful. I did not see a restaurant. No. No places to eat. But we went to Heim, so it was worth it. Got me thinking. No, I can't do it. Wish I could. We should send you. You should go. What's your excuse? I'm thinking about it. I got to move some things around. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us, and thanks for making our lives more complicated. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. I assumed it was at Borden County, because I think Borden County is the home team. Yeah. Uh, no, they moved it to Tron. Uh, thanks, Craig White, Texas Football Hall of Famer, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. It's sitting right there. See you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. <laughs>